0: By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast.
1: Welcome to Cairo Knights. I thought
0: the vocal on this kicked in earlier.
1: No, no, you can let this play. I love this, man. This is great.
0: <sighs> I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you, it's Friday.
1: I'm in love. Ah, it's Friday night. I'm in love with this job. Ah, uh, Matt Butler, my friend. Way to immediately, immediately pick me up. Well done. Well, hope you've had a great week and you're ready for a great weekend. It's our first football-free weekend as a misogynistic, male-driven, male-driven patriarch nation that we are here in America. I hope you guys can all find some way to ease that, uh, ease that time of your life where there's no football. Baseball has already started, by the way. Pitchers and catchers reported this week. Full sprint, full training squads. Uh, we'll uh, assemble next week I know there's basketball and there's hockey and there's all the fun things that we do as men to distract ourselves when football season and going but we could maybe try to I don't know meet the woman you married you know take a look around your house see what's been been languishing for the last eight months football season is eight months long I think it is now by the time they get started with preseason and uh, organized team activities OTAs I hope you guys uh, are ready for a fun night. I am. Matt's got a lot of things put together for tonight. We're going to close out tonight with a little recap of some of the conversations that we had this afternoon. Uh, Jack Stein and I uh, have the opportunity to work together. We're doing from uh, 12 to 3. We did it today. We'll do it a couple days next week and a couple days after that. And we'll see how everything how goes moving forward. I know that the station is uh, doing what it should do, the due diligence of finding the right persons or person to take care of this radio station between 12 and 3 on a daily basis. Because let's be honest, it's like finding a president after FDR. It's been a long time that this station really didn't have to think about what was happening between 12 and 3. It was very, very well shepherded. The audience was was um, informed, educated, excited, angered, motivated, inspired. For the longest time, we're our dear friend, Dory Monson. And when we lost Dory, the station uh, wonders and has continued to work toward what is the solution for that time slot. And we don't know yet. We don't know. I am honored to have the opportunity to sit with Jack Stein or anybody that they'll let me sit with and, you know, take a run at things. Give you our take on life.
0: That's how I ended up here. You ask for anybody and they obliged.
1: <laughs> I thought you were a work release you just wear the ankle monitor because you like the style?
0: No, I think it was more that they looked for the loudest mouth at the nearest there bar. Go. There you go. Well, the closing that's... time.
1: <laughs> now, wait a minute. I've been to the nearest bar, and you, my friend, are far too smart to be the loudest guy in that room because there's, a, there's some knuckle button, knuckle-headed, knuckle-busting. My, I'm a little choppy tonight. I apologize. I've had a lot, of, uh, a lot of talking and not a lot of sleep last few days, so that's okay, man. Uh, it's fun to be here. Somebody did point out that the uh, Daytona 500, America's race, is this Sunday. Down in Daytona, Florida. Yeah, I'm, I've never been a race fan. You know, I, I understand the the skill involved. I understand that race drivers are indeed athletes. The coordination and stamina it takes to master one of those cars. At, at excess of, I don't know, 200 miles an hour for 500 laps, hour after hour after hour. I understand that it's a sport. I just never, you know, I just never got into it. Never got into racing. I've got a dear friend over in, uh, lives in the UK now. He was originally from Snohomish, Went to school locally. Got a job as a computer guy and has lived all over the world. Lived in Hong Kong, lived in Germany. And now he's living in London with his, his British bride and their two boys, and he is a huge Formula One fan. And I, I just, I never got it. I was, always, and, and I used to go, oh, turn, go fast, turn left. How hard can this be? I know better. I know better. And, and to be honest, when you look at racing, motorsports like NASCAR, I'm not sure about F1, but I know that in NASCAR, the cars are so evenly matched It's not like baseball where the Yankees can hire everybody or the Astros can hire everybody. You know, um, motorsports is kind of the closest thing to the NFL with their salary cap, the even playing field we all long for in all pro sports. In NASCAR, when every car is within millimeters of size and power and design, and it really is the skill of the driver that makes all the difference in who wins and who loses in NASCAR.
0: But do you think that European racing has some slight edge that American racing and NASCAR doesn't? Like the Formula One stuff.
1: I mean, the, they, the courses that rip through small towns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I totally, I totally respect the increased skill in those, that, that style of driving. Oh, yeah. Um, the movie of Ford versus Ferrari, right? I, like I said, I was never a race fan. More of a movie fan than a race fan, obviously. That film, the way they portrayed Le Mans or Le Mans. When I say Le Mans, that tells you right there I'm not a damn race fan. But, you know, at night, through the weather, hot turns, small towns. I mean, it's that is some insane skill level. And I probably could watch F- Formula One racing, F1 racing. I could probably get in watching that, you know. Hell man, I'll watch cakes being baked if it's if it's well produced and the show builds excitement and tells a story. I was talking to my uncle last week about uh golf. You know, and i have never been a golfer. Never had it was well, to be honest with you, I come from an economic background, an economic stratus that didn't lend itself to golf or tennis. Let me just say that. You know, I was never raised in a golf as a golf kid. And Watching golf on TV, though, is amazing because it's so well produced. You know, they go from shot to shot to shot to shot to shot. Somebody's always, somebody's always swinging a stick on a televised golf program. The commentators know what they're talking about and they, you know, that, that skill, that level of professional golfer. It's amazing what those guys are. I've tried to golf a couple times. I know how hard that is. Those guys that can have such control. Overhitting a ball with a little metal club. It's amazing. Lamont's. Am I pronouncing it right? I'm getting help from the folks at home. Thank you very much. Uh, Texter says, Dave, 253. I think F1 is more entertaining than NASCAR. But again, we have different sports tastes. Yeah. I mean, I think I I agree with you that F1 is more entertaining. Dave, I guess you mean between us and uh, some of the folks in this country that like NASCAR. Like I said, when every car has exactly the same motor, or not the same motor, but same same dimensions, specifications, same limitations on what the machine can do, and so it's all the driver. I get the I get the skill set of NASCAR, I get the skill set of professional drivers. You know, I started this whole diatribe about. The honey do list and meeting your wife and maybe getting back and engaged in your relationship now that football's over, but like all good guy things, it's turned into a sports topic conversation. That's that's what we do as guys, right? I, I love having the debate with people about what is a sport and what is a game, right? I mean, are cards a sport? No. <laughs> well, cards are a game, right? Exactly. Okay. Well, uh, well. What makes the difference between a sport and a game? Is, is chess a game or a sport?
0: Also a game.
1: What requires what, – what requirements to you, in your opinion, Matt Butler, who I respect very much, what, in your opinion, what has to be there for it to be a sport?
0: There has to be some level of physical ability or skill involved. It can't be something you can just do sitting down and using your brain. It has to be something active.
1: Okay, darts are a sport.
0: Yeah. Right, right? Yeah. I mean, it's
1: hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Right? In that, in that regard, cornhole is a sport and chess is a game.
0: Right. I would agree.
1: That makes us the dumbest country on the face of the
0: earth. <laughs> um, I, 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 I Wasn't no, it the, the, the thing they do, the, 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 the caber toss where you toss the log? That's yeah, that's awesome.
1: caber toss. Yeah, the, the Scotland, the yeah. Highland Games, the Scottish Highland Games. Oh, yeah. Right. First off, I agree completely. I think sports need the ability to sweat and risk injury. Okay? I mean, figure skating is a sport. Right? Absolutely. I've had debates with people about poker being a sport. And I'm like, no, it's, it's it's a game of skill. It's a game of strategy. Right? As is chess or any other board game. They don't call them board sports for a reason. Jenga is a game or a sport? Game? Game, yeah. Even though it takes physical skill, it takes physical skill and muscle control to pull a piece from a Jenga board, right? A steady hand, a patient touch, a soft touch.
0: But when right. the emphasis is the skill or the strategy alone as opposed to the physical engagement, then it's still a game. So
1: is billiards a game or a sport? It's, right? So it's a, not always a clear-cut it choice might be here. be
0: like right on the line, but yeah. if I were going to lean to one side, I would still say it's a game. I, I think I would too. You don't really have to be fit to play billiards. Look at Minnesota
1: Fats. Amen. Right? Well put. Then again... You know, you can be that large and be one of the, the best sumo wrestler on the face of the earth, right? You could be one of the defensive linemen who weighs upwards of 350, 370 pounds. And they're like an immovable mass wall of human flesh to stop the run. A, 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 a texter says, sport is modified warfare. Games have tools. Golf is a game. Darts is a game. I see? Now, I think, gar- I think golf— and darts are sports because it takes physical coordination. One of the things about gaming is that a twelve-year-old girl, a, a you know, can beat a twenty-five-year-old man in a game, but not a sport. Well, unless maybe it's figure skating. I'm am generalizing, and you know, I know I can get into deep trouble when I do that on any topic, right? If you need physical coordination, whether it be hand-eye coordination. Which in darts and golf, physical the physical swing of a golf club, right? The steadiness, the smoothness of a, of a golf swing, I think that makes that a sport. But like I said, it, it's not it's not an easy classification to make, unless we are talking poker because poker's not a damn sport, and that's how this whole thing started. I got in a fight with somebody. Well, it's not a physical fight. I got in more of a argument. See, a fight is a physical thing. An argument is a mental thing. I got in an argument with somebody about whether poker was a sport. I said, can you get injured? I said, try not paying somebody. You can get shot. I'm like, that's fair enough. So sports, uh, poker and dueling as a result of poker, that makes that, a, that makes that a sport. So I've got a text here that's got a great point. So, oh, that's Matt, you made the great point. <laughs> I'm reading the text. And I can't tell in the text whether it's uh, someone coming in or, or some a response from us going out. So professional athletes are play are paid to play a sport, yes. But professional professional bowlers that's a that's a sport, right? Oh yeah, I would okay. agree. So how is sport? How is bowling any different than billiards or golf? Right. I mean, I, and, I, and I'm not I'm not arguing with anybody. I'm just we're discussing the aspects of sport versus game. I mean, if cornhole is a sport, we ought to be a lot more generous with the way we throw the word sport around. And I have no disrespect for horseshoes. You know, I think horseshoes is is a wonderful sport because it takes incredible physical skill, coordination, judgment, touch. There are professional cornhole leagues with sponsorships and prize money. So, cornhole's got to be a sport. How about axe throwing? That's a sport, right? The latest thing is uh, clubs where you can go and throw an axe at a wall and they serve liquor. Somebody told me once that sports required defense, right? If it has a defense, if somebody's trying to stop you from doing what your goal is, then it's a sport. I'm like, well, wait a minute, chess has defense. Chess has strategic counter moves to defend the queen or the king, right? To defend the various pieces on a chessboard. So does that make chess a sport? You know, this is a game of radio, but I love We could talk about, we could talk about anything. You name the topic, we'll find a way to make a hopefully interesting discussion about that topic.
0: Jello wrestling, also a sport.
1: Totally a sport, right? You got to have the right weight class in jello wrestling and I hate the co-ed versions awful unless you're watching old school and then my man blue in a tub that wasn't even jello that was that was lubricant right <laughs> they had to find finding a 55 gallon drum of a lubricant to have co-ed lube KY wrestling night in the basement of old school <laughs> you're my boy blue you're my boy always will be Ah. <sighs> A texter was an excellent point. Esports are esports sports. There's leagues. There's prize money. There are teams. You can be on an esport team at a university and get a scholarship nowadays.
0: I would say that's more marketing. That's borrowing the term sport. It doesn't make gaming a sport. It's an it's a term.
1: I hear you. I hear you. And I don't know that I'm right about any of these opinions. They're just my opinions. And a a, a texter points out, then golf can't be a sport because there's no defense. I I didn't say it was my point of view that sports needed defense. That was just that was an, uh, an argument someone made to me. Competitive eating is that a sport? Great question from Ben from Mercer Island.
0: Go to Coney Island. I classify it as a contest, right? I don't think it's a sport.
1: Hmm. Well, you do have to train for it. You got to stretch your stomach, right? You work out. Well, you can practice chess too, but that doesn't make it a sport. But there's defense. <laughs> See what I mean? It's not always easy, folks. And next, we'll t- we'll tackle the national debt and defense spending with the same kind of enthusiasm and civility with which we've discussed this topic of sport versus game. You see what I did to you guys there, right? We can talk about this all night long and disagree respectfully. Why can't we do that with politics? We can't. We're too entribed. We're we're, we're too dug into our trenched positions to respect the other side. I told Jack Stein this afternoon we ought to have a beer sponsor for this station and these the at our shows because we can talk about anything over a beer and be civil at least the first three beers and then it might get a little dirty it might get a little ugly
0: it's Kyra Knights I'm Spike O'Neill with Matt Butler we will be right back
1: Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I'm Spike O'Neill along with Matt Butler. Nice spirited conversation with the audience about what is a game and what is a sport. And, and that's what I love. I love when we can have conversations about things we might disagree with and be civil. Right? You know, make our points. Not once during the entire conversation where I compared cornholing to chess was I called a libtard. Not once. It was awesome. <laughs>
0: that it, makes day one. That makes our first day.
1: So when I say we're going to talk, you know, defense spending, I'm not going anywhere near that tonight, man. I'm not going near that.
0: Chess defense spending.
1: Just, there you go. If you only had, you know, you had, if you had to buy the pieces of your chessboard, what would be the most valuable? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, chess is a great game. I... I I am. I feel sorry for anybody who never learned how to play chess. How's that? I know that's very elitist. That's very left coast of me, I guess. You know, uh, I, I love learning to play chess. I learned the strategy and the, you know, the intricacies of a good chess match. And I haven't played in years. You know, I'd probably get smoked by the the closest seven year old if I took on a, someone who knew how to play the game today. But it was still a fun thing to learn. I mean, we. We used to play backgammon a lot when I was a teenager, right? My, my friends and I would get together and, you know, meet at one of our buddies' houses and, you know, burn a bunch of lettuce and play chess. Listen, you know, put put records on, put ZZ Top on, put Joe Walsh on, whatever, you know, Pink Floyd, out, whatever it was, or the record of the day.
0: I would think Pink Floyd would be the best accompaniment to chess of those artists. Yeah. Themselves.
1: Absolutely. You know, but we would play backgammon, right? We would play chess. We would play risk. We would play board games all weekend long. And we got together on Sunday mornings as a neighborhood, and we would challenge other neighborhoods to tackle football games with no pads. You know, That was, that was what we did. We had rounded lives. We had rounded interests in a variety of different things. It was a different world in the 70s. This this uh, segment of the show is sponsored by GetOffMyLawn.com safe haven for old folks. You know, kids these days, what's the matter with kids these days? Esports, e- video gaming, I-, I get it. I've got adult friends who are incredibly into video gaming. I I never was a video gamer. I mean, you know, uh, uh, shallow in- interactions with video gaming. And that's, of course, because I was raised in an age when Pong Was the video the first video game we had? We had had the Atari console. You know, we—I used to drop quarters into video games at a bar and play Space Invaders for hours on end. You know, I could play Missile Command. I could
0: those. How were you at Pac-Man?
1: I could I could clear screen after screen after screen after screen of Pac-Man. You learn the computer programs. You learn the patterns that the ghosts would run. You know, and you could you could nail it. You know, we we took great pride in spending. Quarter after quarter after quarter to get our names on the high scores and write filthy little three-letter words in sequence, you know, on the the Pac-Man. If you got the top five places in Pac-Man or Space Invaders, you could write some really cruddy stuff and leave it up there for the high score until somebody came along to beat you. Or until a uptight bar owner, because we were like old enough to go in bars at this point, would come and unplug the machine just to wipe your filthy message. Off the uh, high scoreboard. (laughs) But it wasn't a sport. It was sports and it was gaming. A texter had a great assessment of this tonight, right? Chess and Fleetwood Mac. Great combination, by the way. Absolutely. Any music makes you think helps you play chess. I couldn't agree with you more. A texter asked, aren't all sports games? I I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I think all sports are games, but not all games are sports.
0: Well said. Right? Right. I would concur.
1: Like when I say, you know, all Democrats aren't libtards, but all libtards are Democrats. Okay?
0: <laughs> well, some of them are partyless. Some of them are, are not affiliated <laughs> you, you, libtards. Usually usually the <laughs> usually the ones on Twitter and Substack that are like, "I've left the Democratic Party. Let me tell you what yeah, a yeah. true progressive I am."
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. I I hate that we can we can't have conversations, discussions about the most important things in our life is how the government interacts with us and what our tax dollars that are ripped from our wallets, how that's used for what should be the betterment of our society as a whole. We can't have these discussions without people getting so bent out of shape that it resorts to name calling. And you put up your walls and you stop listening.
0: So since politics gets so compared to team sports, mm-hmm. does that make politics a sport?
1: <sighs> Ooh, well, there's money involved. There's injury. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a big business. It's
1: a huge business. Mm. Is hunting and fishing a sport? Not until we arm the animals. Fair question. That's my answer.
0: The right to arm, <laughs> arm bears. The right to arm
1: bears. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's what I'm fighting for. I mean, okay, so there's, that's a great question. Is competitive fishing a sport? There is obviously skill involved. There's physical skill involved. There's tr- strategy involved. There's experiential skill involved. Absolutely.
0: I would agree. I mean, it's it's a competitive thing that requires skill. It's not like you're going fishing leisurely, like uh, you know Andy and Opie down at the old watering hole.
1: Right. You have got guys competing for the same fish, using no no difference except their experience and their skills. Hunting, I guess, would fall into that same category. But like I said, and I was being tongue in cheek, but it's hard to it's hard to call something a sport when either. when one side has no chance of winning unless you count winning escaping with your antlers intact and sleeping another day if that's winning in your book <laughs> i think i think the uh, the deer have a lot more skin in the game if you will than the hunters if you're calling hunting a sport you know i mean if if you arm both sides and one of you is going to be hanging on a wall above a fireplace by the end of the night that's a sport
0: so if it was a sport and we did arm the animals which animal do you think would be the best at hunting
1: ooh mm Mm. a cat, a big cat, a cougar or, or a tiger, something like that, a big cat with the ability to not only catch its prey but take its prey down when it caught it.
0: Well, that does fit the definition of some cougars.
1: Hey, Amen. <laughs> By the way, I'll be in uh, downtown Seattle tonight singing with a band, a few cougars out. No, I'm kidding. Um, so this is, I, love, I love how this all evolves, man. If If you would arm a hunter... With only the same weapons their prey carried, claws and fangs, right? Would would humans stand a chance? No,
0: absolutely not. If you have a great idea for a video game, or,
1: though. or better for a reality show, <laughs>
0: as I'd watch. Well, I'm trying. I'd to watch that BJ and
1: the Bear, the, the new right? remi- yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. What that? I mean, that's what we're getting toward in reality TV. We're heading toward Cannibal Island. I'm telling you, we're heading back to the Roman Colosseum. We really are. I mean, it used to be boxing was too brutal for some people, right? Now, boxing is, the, is truly the gentleman's sport. When you talk about mixed martial arts, MMA fighting, right? Full-on combat, kick punch, whatever it takes. Boy, we're getting so close to, you know, end him. Game of Thrones, Roman gladiator stuff. I don't know, man. If you, if you armed a guy with teeth and claws you don't get in a swamp with an alligator you know don't even don't even f- face off with a bear at a cave mouth don't even don't even think about it even if you and the bear were height weight proportionally matched obviously no one could take down a grizzly could you take down a black bear your size and height your weight if you both had just claws and teeth hell no you ain't got a shot I really wanted to talk about something other than this, but this is so much fun. So much fun. This is so much fun for me tonight. I hope you guys are appreciating the the, the conversation. You know, I mentioned I used to play chess and backgammon with my friends, right? On Saturday night, we would get together and play board games. Um, I forgot how to play backgammon. A couple weeks ago, I I went to a local watering hole with a friend of mine. A friend was visiting from out of town. We hadn't talked in a while. It was getting late. Didn't want to keep the wife and the kids up at home. So we went down to the neighborhood tavern and, you know, grabbed a beer and grabbed that backgammon game. And I had play, I had to look up the rules of backgammon. It had been so long since I'd played. And I looked them up. Okay, I, I remember this now. I remember this now. And there were a couple moments coming up during the game. We, I wasn't quite sure of the rules, but we figured it out. We played some games. Oh, and a texter says, bass fishing is a sport. Matt and I were both in complete agreement. You know, competitive fishing is absolutely a sport skill
0: strategy yeah, see, that's that's awkward because if we're talking about the previous thing where you equip the animal with the same weapon right i don't think a fish could catch a human being with a worm
1: what if you couldn't come up for air i think more fish would win when we're talking about the ability to breathe underwater you want to equip the the each each team with the same skill set Get underwater. You can't come up. You can't come up until you catch the fish. And I'll give you the rod and reel. But you can't come up until you catch the fish. I bet the fish sweep the series. (laughs) Isn't this fun, people? Aren't you having fun? This is a great way to spend a Saturday night. All we need is a beer. We need a beer sponsor. I'm telling you.
0: We need our own beer.
1: We do. Oh, it's been done in town. I know those guys. They're great. They're great guys. They really are great guys. Much as I wanted to hate the guys, I love those guys. They're both Baltimoreans, too. Totally. They both moved here from the same town I did. Anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's Cairo Knights, I'm Spike O'Neill with Matt Butler. We appreciate you being part of the show tonight. When we come back, I swear, I swear we'll talk about any topic that you ladies want to talk about today. Because this feels very um, discriminatory and misogynistic. Uh, and maybe, maybe that statement alone—that women don't enjoy sports talk—is misogynistic in itself. I'm self—I'm self-owning tonight, you folks.
0: You just can't win. I, I just can't lose. <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I think we got all we could out of the conversation of sport versus game. You guys had great points of view. I appreciate always the input of the uh, people that listen to this station and this show especially. Uh, we do have female listeners who didn't, didn't mind the sporting or gaming conversations. Rebecca says, as a lady, I would like to say that hunting and fishing are the oldest sports in history. All civilizations in history have records that indicate competitive hunting and fishing. The mates who were best got the best ladies. Boy, that's true, right? Hunting, that's a competition. That's a game. It's a game and a sport, and it's survival. Another texter pointed out that uh, mammoths were driven to extinction with nothing but sticks. And you talk about equating the, the, the animals to their competitors in human form. I think mammoths could have probably taken out some people and probably did along the way. I don't know if that's how historically accurate that is. I don't know if mammoths also were driven to extinction by oh I don't know an ice age, or who knows. I wasn't there. I have seen the movie though, and Rockwell Welch was fantastic in that One Million BC. Absolutely fantastic. Our condolences to the family of Rockwell Welch who passed at eighty two. Did you see where uh, one of the ladies from The View, and I'm not sure which one it was. I don't. I don't watch The View. I know. As a woke, libtard, snowflake foot soldier, I am by law required to watch the view. So I've been letting the side down. That being said, um,
0: those eighty-seven thousand IRS agents are going to come
1: after <laughs> you. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think her name is Sunny. I'm not sure, but I think that's the one that was made the comment comparing Kim Kardashian to Rocka Welch. And I don't know. I don't know the context in which she said this. I just read the headline that she was just roasted for making the comparison between Kim Kardashian and Raquel Welch. Because I don't know if there are two women of notoriety, because I wouldn't call them both stars. I wouldn't call them both actress or actresses. I'm not trying to be misogynistic. But I I they were both sex symbols. I'll give them at least that common commonality. One of which though was a sex symbol um Raquel Welch, I don't know that she ever had any work done. I'm Going to go under the assumption that she never did. She was a star, a sex symbol, a bombshell, if you will. And I mean that with all the respect intended. Um, A very, very talented lady who starred in not only dozens and dozens of movies, but also on Broadway. And of course, you know, she could do whatever she wanted to do. And her sexuality didn't dictate who she was as a performer. Kim Kardashian, on the other hand, is surgically enhanced, um, artificially colored, artificially flavored. I don't know how much of her is her original self.
0: You know, I was never much of a Kardashians fan until Kanye started his ridiculousness. And now I'm actually very much a fan of her for putting, for, for, putting that aside.
1: For for moving on? Yes. OK, fair enough. She's got good judgment. I'll give Kim Kardashian that. And
0: um, she's also an advocate for justice reform and some very yeah, important yeah, that, things. She's you know, that's true. gotten very engaged.
1: That's true. And there was a time when Kim Kardashian actually in, in, interacted with the Trump administration. And was instrumental in one of the greatest accomplishments of the Trump administration, which was uh, uh, reform in the in the legal system, right? Criminal reform. Absolutely. I credit where credit is due on that one. But to say Kim Kardashian and Rock, the late Raquel Welch should be mentioned in the same breath when talking about sexuality. I just don't move. I don't see that at all, man. Um, Raquel Welch, uh, for guys of my era, was everything. But that that holds up, even to young men of today's world, has to appreciate. Given, take a look at some of her, her her work over the body of her work, and I'm not not a, no pun intended. To me, she'll always be Miss Fuzzy Britches on Andy's wall, Andy's cell wall in Shawshank Prison. That woman helped Andy get to freedom, and for that alone,
0: Rocka Welch stands above all others. It's Kyra Knights I'm Spike LeMille with Matt Butler. We'll be right back.